Wrestling fans, listen up. This is Effie from, you know, wrestling and the internet. It's CBV, Chris Van Vliet. It's Aubrey Edwards, referee at All Elite Wrestling. This is Old Master, the Southern Psycho, king of the trailer court. I poke God. It's the God of shit, Nick fucking Gage. Swoggle here, and this is the episode we've been waiting for. You're tuned in to Action Figure Weekly with Dylan Housen and Jerry Dan. So check out the podcast, AFW Podcast. Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly. I'm your host, Jerry Damage Cook. Joining me, as always, is the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Housen. Dylan Housen, how are you, sir? You know, I'm I'm feeling uh feeling pretty good right now. Feeling froggy. Then jump. Feeling like a little a little celebration coming on. A little cool in the game. Nick Saban has retired, baby. The SEC can rest you. peacefully. Ding dong. The witch has retired. You're going to miss him, and you know it. Because now, when you beat them, it is meaningless. Oh, no. You beat them this year. It's it's them in rebuilding year. uh, They could take my old high school coach that could not string together more than five wins in Livingston Parish, which is not a football hotbed at all, and it would still mean the world because it's Alabama. It's, you know, we we talked about it off air. As an LSU fan, like, the, the era before him was not a great era for us. He really did kind of help our rise to prominence. And if the job had been open when he left Miami, which he said was a mistake, he would have come back to us, and, and we'd probably be looking at him in a whole different light. But he went to another school that happened to be a rival, and then he committed the real cardinal sin of kicking our asses more times than I would love to see. So I got, you know, as as West Mantooth said to Ron Burgundy, deep down in my heart, I outright hate you. But God damn it, do I respect you. And that's how I feel about saving. Thanks for what you did for us, but fuck you for what you did to us. That's one way to look at it. Uh, you know, he, he really did. I mean, he definitely put LSU football on the map. But he also beat our asses and took some championships from us. So, you know, it's it's that double-edged sword. Now that he's now that he's retired, we don't have to deal with him every year. It's a little easier to be like, you know what? I, I kind of respect him. So, yeah, that, yeah, I guess that concludes my SEC corner, but... The sun shone a little brighter in Baton Rouge today, and I just needed to—I needed to let the world know. I got you. I got you. Well, Nick Saban's gone. Enjoy retirement. I hope you have a nice long life, full of of, of oatmeal cream pies and whatever he does as a hobby. Besides kicking LSU's ass, I hope he has all of that fun, far, far away from football. 
Yeah. You know, uh, where we are trying to keep our offensive coordinator right now. Uh, he came. Don't let Brian uh, Kelly hear that. He's on the warpath. Brian Kelly's just snagging coordinators. Well, Ayers is for a big boy job. You know, like the Chicago Bears. You ever heard of them? No, no. Who yeah. the hell is that? Yeah. Just 1985, they had one of the best teams ever. I mean, it might have been 40 years ago, but hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, they, uh, our offensive coordinator was here two years ago. No, I guess it had been three. Okay. So, he was here um, for one year with Will Levis. Will Levis looked great. He left when we brought in another guy. The other guy, you know, in college, like you need to kind of keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, his was more geared towards like an, he was an NFL guy, and he just thought that all these college players should know and be able to adapt his overly complicated system. Yeah, um, and it, we did not, and we struggled, and that's why, <laughs> you know. Uh, so then he didn't work out after a year. He left. Our other guy, the original guy, Liam Cohen, he was with the Rams. Well, that blew up in everybody's face. And so he ended up coming back here and was here last year. And we had sometimes looked freaking amazing. Um, I think him and the quarterback, uh, you know, had a little bit of um, a learning curve and, you know, kind of an adjustment period to kind of get, on the same page kind of so early on maybe we didn't look as great as we should have but by the end man he, he called a really great game in that bowl game against clemson mm-hmm. um but when man, he came y'all back, really should have beaten clemson in that game that was a damn have. good game uh but in i mean in a couple of years i mean you ask me about it and be like yeah man i remember that was being a great game and i won't remember who won or lost i mean bowl games are irrelevant for the most part right unless it's in the playoffs and then they're kind of irrelevant yeah, they're they're fairly relevant then. Yeah. So, um, but when our offensive coordinator, remember now, he was here, left, came back. So when he came back, the agreement was, hey, don't come back if you're going to leave again because we don't want to. This is fucking shit up. You know, we can't get in a rhythm if we're having a reset every single year. Yes. You know, not only you know that hurts recruiting, that hurts everything. And he said, nope, I'm here for a minimum three years, hundred percent. Okay. And, you know, seem to be going on the same page and everything for that. And then, uh, of course, what happens now is the Chicago Bears are looking at him for the offensive coordinator job. <laughs> My Man. guess is what will happen is if they even consider him for it, um, then, you know, we'll, he'll just get a bump in pay here or something like that. And he won't actually go because right uh, that coach is on the hot seat. So do you... <laughs> You could stay here for another few years easy and probably make a little bit more money through all this process. Or you can go over there and be an offensive coordinator again. Remember, he's already done this job once. Right. Uh, with a lame duck coach, basically. Because, I mean, Chicago's not going to do enough to probably keep this guy's job. And then you're out of a job at the end of the season. So, yeah, what do you want to How, do? Gr- how you know? green is that grass? Yeah. I don't think it's that green. I think it's a dumb choice to make, but because Stoops, remember now they were he was interviewed for uh, Texas, yeah, and then I don't know exactly what happened with it, um, 
there's varying. I, I think it depends on who, what side of the coin you ask. If it's somebody for UK, they're like, well, Stoops turned them down. If it's somebody who's over on the Texas side, they're like, well, Texas said they didn't want him. I, right. Who knows? I'm sure it's, there's yeah, some. You, you ask the girl to the dance and she says no. And you, you walk up to your buddies like, you know what? I decided I didn't, I didn't need I didn't that pig. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, you, uh, then you go home and cry and punch the pillow. <laughs> she said no to me. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, but one of the things that came out about during that process when apparently like it all happened like over the course of like six hours or something like that. And they, <laughs> there was some kind of football like dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one of the guys, uh, on the UK, like, uh, reporters and stuff was there. And so he was kind of giving up, not really a play by play. He said I, he couldn't give all the details and stuff, but he said, watching this go down in real time and ha- watch these conversations take place in front of him was just fascinating, <laughs> you know, because like, here you are. And the coach is like, Hey, if I take the Texas job, you know, uh, is my coaching staff coming with him? And he had to, you know, some of these guys had been here six months, you know, and then right. you ask them to up and move and, you know, they've got stuff established here, you know, at this point. So, you know, uh, but I think the offensive coordinator, the one who just interviewed for that Bears job um, throughout that process, he had said that he would not leave and would stay here. He was he was not interested in up and leaving again, so. So I, I, I'm guessing just a way to get a bump in pay, hopefully, because, you know, I, I'm gonna we finally start to see like, signs of life and then it's like, oh, no. We'll I, I'm going to treat that like any other uh, college or professional football coach that says, I'm not leaving. I'll believe it when the next season starts, uh, because there is a very prominent coach uh, in the lives of many. That said, uh, the, the rumors of me uh, leaving the school are absolutely ridiculous. I'm not going anywhere. And next thing you know, he left LSU for the Miami Dolphins. Little Nikki Saban lied to our faces. I'm not going anywhere. That's crazy. And within a few months, gone. So, like, I, it, it, you know, I trust coaches saying they're staying like I trust pro wrestling retirements. I'll believe it when you're dead. <laughs> like it's not going to – until then – there's always a chance. So there, there's your wrestling connect. I trust, I trust coaches declaring their staying as much as I, I trust like a Terry Funk retirement. Yeah. When he died, he finally retired because if, if he could still walk, there's a chance he's going to try. So yeah, I guess that concludes our uh, SEC corner for the week. <laughs> crazy, crazy time to be a sports fan. I mean, uh, between Saban, Belichick, and Pete Carroll, all within twelve hours of each other. Bang, bang, bang. If you're a football fan. We're in a crazy time. I'm a degenerate because there's a there's a break here. Uh oh, we gambling? Oh man. Oh, baby. I've already done one tonight. I don't need anything. Like I'm just chasing these enchanted cards. Oh, I'm a pull open. Uh, I got a sleeve from a break that I was in, and uh, I'll show this one to you. 
Actually, so this I might be some... an easy one because I think this is this might be the second set. If it's the second set, I don't care about those. Every now and again, when I do these uh, these AEW breaks specifically, I'll take spots that's just like, yeah, I wouldn't mind having these guys' cards, and uh, that tends to be the time where I hit some of the much bigger hits. I'll put this one up on the screen for you real quick. So it's uh, the... okay. He's got the second set, so this is an easy pass. So this was a spot that I I almost didn't even get, and that is a nine of ten. Purple Diamond Austin Gun. There's a sp- I got the Austin and Colton spot at a break. Almost didn't even buy it. I I like I was like ah, I'm gonna I'm put six dollars. It was a you know whatnot. It was a quick auction. It's like all right, I'm gonna bid up to six. If if somebody else bids, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push them. And I wound up winning it at six bucks and got a nine of ten. Breaking really is this like Wild West casino style thing, and I it is. I kind of want to do it a little bit. Um, I mean, I could easily set up right here next to me, yeah, and set my phone up and do whatnot. I mean, I think the the big thing stop. You're not going to get rich doing this, especially like no. doing Lorcana. Um, I did the one of the guys broke it down today because people were just asking where you know not like you know like why are you so expensive or anything like that because he's not mm-hmm. um but just you know like how do you come up to your prices and he said well you know he's not he's just a guy who goes to like you know target and walmart and buys these packs and then uses them for um for breaks you know so uh all he so he has to pay retail for them and then uh depending on where you get them either walmart or target uh, you know, you've got six dollars or seven dollars. Walmart is seven dollars for a pack, so seven dollars. So then you got to figure in uh, shipping supplies. You know, box packing material. Um, you know, if it if you get a big hit, you need those uh, penny sleeves and top loaders. You know, that ain't free. No. Uh, and then whatnot takes. I think he said eleven percent was mm-hmm. whatnot's fee. You know, so putting an extra dollar on top of every booster kind of, you know, I, I think it makes sense and stuff. I mean, you do the math and you start adding up and they're making maybe <laughs> 10 or $15. What's yeah, like, you know, I know with the, they're not getting rich on it by any means. No, you're not getting rich. I think a lot of them, it's, it's just, they're it's having just, fun opening packs, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, I like opening packs. I, I think the, the big thing stopping me from doing it is, uh, is just startup cost because, I'm sure that you can make back like the you can make back the amount you spend on cards, but that's probably it. Like you're probably breaking even, making a slight, making a slight, slight profit. But I mean, I I get in a lot of like partial case breaks. Like people will get a case, and it's like twelve hobby boxes, and they'll break three. And I'm sure, like you know, the these if the case costs like a thousand dollars. And you do these four breaks, and uh, those four breaks, you're you're breaking somewhere around three hundred. Like you're covering the cost of the the case, the you know some of your supplies, your whatnot cost, your shipping cost, and then you're you're probably cutting a decent margin. But I I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's great. But boy, does it look like a good time just to sit there with a 
group of random strangers and, and rip packs. It does. It does. So that's my watching the chats explode when you have like a big hit too. Like when I pulled that uh nine of ten Austin gun, like just watching the the chat just blow up it was like, oh man. Oh, I, I've hit. Uh, so I've been doing. They're called uh, color breaks for Lorcana. Mm-hmm. And so basically what it is, is you take um, 20, 24 packs. 24 packs come in a sealed box. But, you know, sometimes you do 20 just to make it kind of a, an affordable spot and stuff for everybody. And uh, they open all those packs. And then for Lorcana, um, they are grouped by in six different colors. Mm. So red, blue, green, purple, yellow, uh, steel. And so um, you get some some people let you pick one. Uh, some people randomly assign them so it's fair to everybody. Just depends. Right. Uh, I like to do the ones where you pick so you can kind of, you know, whatever you're fishing for. And then they sit there and they rip open that box of cards or whatever, you know, and whatever, you know, same way as like everything else, you know, whatever you hit, you get. So. Um, so, I mean, so it, uh, I've hit two days ago, I hit um, outside the full art cards. It's the biggest card you can pull. It's like a hundred dollar card right now, almost. Jeez. Um, it's a foil Maleficent dragon. From the first set, it is. Uh, I think it's eighty. Last time I checked, and it's resigned. I I cut her from my decks <laughs> because my my deck now is all foil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got like all the stuff that I can change in and out. That's all foil as well. Uh, the only thing I didn't have was those damn dragons because they were so expensive. So I was like, oh, you know what? It's like I don't need them. So <laughs> I'm just yeah. cut. Um, so I hit that and I hit a regular dragon. The regular dragon's 35 bucks. So that was a good night for me in those two breaks. Oh yeah. And then, um, after that last night, uh, it was the guy's first night streaming and doing breaks. And I hop in there and, uh, he randomly assigns them to everybody. So the one I got was, was like, all right, it's like, there's some decent money stuff in here, you know, so you hit two or three cards and you've kind of made your money back. Um, so, you know, I was making money on it a little bit here and here and there. And then he hit one of the full art cards uh, and happened to be the surfer, uh, stitch with a surfboard, mm-hmm. which is one of the ones that is my color. So I got it. And so he'd been talking about, um, that's the one that's his card. That's like his, you know, like Holy grail card is that one. And he pulled it on his first stream, <laughs> you know, and he's like, oh, man, man, he's like, whatever. He's like, I will trade you whatever for this. And I was like, all right. So then I ended up trading him a uh, pretty equal trade all in all for, um, he had the full art Tinkerbell, which I had originally and got rid of. And so I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll get the Tinkerbell back this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps this chart, this card, which is going to mean a lot to him, you know? So I was like, Win-win for everybody, I think. So, so yeah, I'm that's, uh, that's that's, I mean, what this hobby is about. Yeah, big care of each uh, other. I was like, you can tell that, like, it's going. Like, the dude was shaking as he pulled it. 
you know. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, like when when you hit that grail, man. Like it, it is this rush. I, I was sitting. So it was uh, right around Thanksgiving, when I pulled my uh, eight of ten Eddie Kingston auto allure card in a break, and I've got my phone sitting on the table. Like I, it, I we're sitting at at my mm-hmm. kitchen table. It's the day. It's it's. I think it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. We have my uh, wife's parents in, and we're sitting with them. And I've got this break going because I I bought in, and you got these breaks go. Sometimes you buy in, and it's three hours before you pull. I bought in, and it before they showed up, and it starts going as there's so like I'm I'm watching it kind of out of the corner of my eye, and when I saw the card, I just kind of like Rachel watched me kind of jump, and she just looks at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, and I just slide the the screen over she looks at us like oh eddie kingston oh no it's like eight of ten in the world and i'm like hands shaking at the you know her parents just like i i don't know what what's going on but i i'm just i was amped just it it's just one of those experiences like when you hit something like that it just uh, speaking of cards i have some right here if you want to uh-oh these uh-oh quick. This is some more allure. So let's see what we got here. We got, uh, let's see, Eddie Kingston, Anna J, Darby, uh, Black Rainbow, Kanosuke Takashita. Ooh, Takashita on the Black uh, Rainbow. Upper Deck AEW Allure, Jungle Boy. Not quite a table one or anything. It doesn't say on the back. But Let me see. It's just a regular one. It's gold though. I think yeah, that's the that's the table. Looks like a wood grain. Oh, it doesn't say table on it. Does it? Should say. Oh no, back. it does say there. Yeah, it says table. Yeah, on it's it. on the I back. Is words. What I love with the lure is that if it is a variant, it has it on the back of the card. I, I think more companies need to do that. I think that's a great move. Yeah, for idiots like me who don't know. Well, I mean, dude, it's made it easier for me too. Like, because I've I've seen somewhere it's like, oh, this Ooh. looks like a shiny. What is that? And it's like, oh, it's the Kenny Omega. Uh, some somebody. Uh, Yuka Jade, Sakazaki. Jadi Cargill. Jadi oh, Cargill. Jade Cargill, Jedi, I don't know. Never heard that person before in my life. Uh, the Car- Butcher Shield. Table. Ooh, I, Ooh. I might need Penny, that. Red Orange. Uh, oh, Tony Storm, who's not timeless, by the way. Just regular Tony. Just regular uh, Tony Tats. for now. Hey, we might have to slide in the old DMs on that uh, that Butcher Table. Have a little One million Butcher dollars. collection going. Uh, nine, Samoa Joe, nine nine nine, nine, champion. nine nine, Claudio Castagnoli, another Kenny, uh, Pot Table, ooh, uh, Title Ambitions, Lance Archer, who looks like Sheamus for some reason, and Powerhouse. He does Hunt. that picture really does make him look like Sheamus? I had to look. I had to double check. I was like, when the fuck did Sheamus go to AEW? Wheeler Yuta, Chris Statlander, 
Um, this is a black rainbow Chris Statlander. Nice. Uh, red rainbow Ortiz. Jay Kager. And regular the butcher. I really, really like that table variant. Just like the wood grain to it. It's kind of got that gold tint. They just look really good. Let's see what we got here. Colton Gunn. Ray Phoenix. Chris Jericho. Matt Jackson Table. Ruby Soho Yellow Green. And Stokely Hathaway to end it off. What a way, what a way to end it with that Stokely Hathaway there. Oh, Stoke. So there you go. I'm a degenerate. I had to, I had to break oh, open. Look, look, I mean, uh, card collecting is just too much fun. I, I've heard somebody say it, it's actually like playing the lottery. It's just a lot of disappointment I mean, followed by these brief moments of like, hey, I got the card. And then you just want to play again. <clears throat> Still trying to get, is there a mark in the set? In Allure, no. But in the oh. uh, 2023 baseline or mainline, there is. I uh, got a little stack of them right here. So, and and the the twenty twenty three mainline actually gets his name right. He's not Mark Long Sterling. He's smart Mark Sterling. Smart is still in quotes, which uh, I think somebody posted in the Major Pod group the uh, the first picture of these. And I know that it's proper to have smart in quotations because it's a nickname. It's not his actual name. But there's something about the smart part being in quotes. I just feel like it's somebody being sarcastic. Like, oh, yeah, smart Mark Sterling. I just picture Dan Housen like, ah, yes, the smart Mark Sterling. You know, just one of those nitpicks. Also, I I love seeing uh, Mark get quoted in these car collecting groups I'm in. And it, you, you see the people that are just kind of like, well, uh, oh yeah, the uh, Mark Sterling's on some figure podcast or something, and he said that like sometimes they just give him like a five X shirt and they they put the shirt on, take the shirt off. And, oh yeah, you mean one of the premier uh, podcasts in this collecting space? Yeah, just some some wrestling figure podcast. Who cares? <laughs> like it's the biggest one doing this. So it is, it's kind of fun when I like I saw it and I was like, oh, this must be a major pod group. Oh, no, this is one of my card groups. Wild. The major pod is all over the place. You can't escape it. If you're not major, what are you, you know? <laughs> Pretty dang cool, man. Pretty dang cool. Pretty dang cool, man. I do have a, a little stack of lore now. Probably send them your way at some point. Hey, I'll take them. I've got a lot of cards here. Oh yeah, I, I sent you. I sent you one. Uh, a picture of the one I pulled Monday. Uh, so so Monday here, I I ordered a. I'll back up. Get my story actually kind of interesting. Uh, I ordered. Uh, like I almost never buy the hobby boxes. I usually break, and then I'll get the like the store boxes. Bought a hobby box of the 2023 mainline. That was my Christmas gift to myself. Like, all right, 
I've kind of leaned in on the cards. I've I've been doing figures a little bit less. I'll I'll spend a little bit and I'll buy a box myself. And uh, it's you know the, the projected date moves up to this past Monday when we were under these crazy storm advisories. There we we were under tornado advisory, flash flooding. Like we're it's I mean we're basically we're dealing with hurricane weather, just randomly in in January. And so, like, I took off work early to make sure, like, the house is, is prepared, make sure that, like, anything in the yard that could be blown away is, is laid down. And I keep getting, you know, I keep checking my tracking, and it's still staying out for delivery. And it it comes down for quite a while. It's raining at a 45-degree angle. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing neighbors' tin roof flapping. It's like apocalyptic weather. It stops for a brief moment. My wife says she watches somebody walk back and forth with a flashlight. Turns out it's our it's my UPS driver who delivers this box. And not long after, it's right back to just this chaotic weather. So I'm sitting, and I, I'm one of these people that gets really anxious in in crazy mm. weather. Like the, I know a lot of people that like I, one of my best friends. We had like flash flood warnings and everything, and it's like, hey man, practice is band practice is still happening. I was like, dude, I ain't driving in this. Like, cool, I'll just come pick you up. So I hop in the truck with him, and he's just casually riding down the street as like we're we're driving through four inches of water. It's raining sideways, trees are blowing over, and he's just just vibing along. I'm not that person. I'm I'm anxious. I take off work early. I get home. I get you know, like make sure the wife's home. Everybody's taken care of. We're all sitting in the same place. If we die, we die together. Damn it. Uh, so I'm stressing like hell. I'm, I'm breaking these packs just to kind of take my mind off it. <laughs> and, uh, to this day, I think the biggest pull I've ever personally had, uh, I pull a Matt Jackson one of one autograph out of this, uh, AEW mainline. Mm-hmm. which is just wild. I mean, it was just one of those, like I, I looked down and I saw the, the autograph. I was like, Oh my God, Matt Jackson autograph. I've been a Bucks fan forever. That's awesome. And then I just, I happen to glance over and I see that little one of one imprinted on the card. And I just like immediately just rip something else out of a, uh, out of a one touch to put in the one touch and to put the bag around it. And it's like, if I can encase this thing in carbonite, I might, I only have, uh, I've got two printing plate one-of-ones, but this is the only one-of-one auto I've ever pulled. And so it's just one of those, like, kind of like you're talking about the guy in the break pulling that uh, that stitch. It was like hands were shaking. It took me a second to realize what I had pulled, and I was just like, oh, oh my, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) Just everything kind of melted away for a minute. So like in that moment, it was just, it was just the cards. So that's that's one of those like the beauty of this little collecting hobby. Like stuff's chaos around me, and mm-hmm. just like ripping those cards for that few minutes. I got that that moment, that rush. That I was just like, okay, everything's everything's all right. This is awesome. And you know, I pulled some other like some of my other little hits were were solid. Uh, and, and it was a good pull for me because like every hit card that I had was somebody that I collected, somebody that I liked. So it's just one of those like, alright, this this was a this was a good purchase overall. Cause I, you know, 
sometimes you buy your you buy boxes and it's just like oh great the hit somebody I don't care about or somebody that's not going to resell and I don't care about. Oh man, I got a Colton gun number one of one. Hey man, people are buying up the guns, so hopefully that uh that eight of ten I'm gonna see where the other of ten Austins go because that's uh that that might actually be decent money. This is I I think rookie cards. Rookie year, 2022. Who knows? Maybe they actually make something of themselves besides being the ass boys. And if they do, I might put my imaginary kids through college. There you go. Looking out for the future. Looking out for the future. Yeah, I don't really... I'm trying to think if I got other stuff in this week. I really didn't. No, I think this was kind of a slower week for me as well. Yeah. I got a uh, tracking for something we could talk about next week. Uh, but I, the, the shop AEW, uh, Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. which depicts, uh, probably one of my favorite moments in AEW history, uh, that anarchy in the arena or Eddie comes down with the, uh, the gas can and like the blood all over him. And it just, and the face he's making and everything in that moment, he looked like something straight out of a horror movie. And it just, I remember, like, we're all, you know, the the friends that we usually have over for pay-per-views, we're all watching. And it was just a guttural response. Like, the wives, like, jumped back, and me and him popped up, like, oh, my God, Eddie's going to commit a homicide. Hmm. And it, it just, like, it was one of those moments. So, to have that immortalized in plastic, it's going to be pretty cool. So, we'll talk about that more next week when I have it in hand. I can actually break it down, but I'm really, really excited that we are getting that figure. But other than that, it's been, you know, that and my uh, my one of one. It's been a pretty quiet week on the figure front, collecting front. <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to think what else I got in this week. I really didn't get much, so it's kind of a... Well, so... Uh, this uh, I don't know. We uh, we talked about this off air, but you went to uh, you said you went to at least a Target, uh, and I've been to a couple and zero wrestling figures out, or like very minimal wrestling figures out. I think that's kind of you know kind of odd because usually like Target, there's a lot of like the peg warmer figures that are there forever. I know mine personally. I think there was four different wrestlers. And it was combined like seven or eight figures total. It was like the the new EO Sky, uh, the Bret Hart Ultimate. Uh, at one point, there was three of the new Legends Hogan, and then they were gone uh, the next day. And uh, something else, I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank on. I think it might have been a basic or something. But like for an area that's usually forty or fifty figures deep, for it to be eight figures is weird. And for it to be eight figures. Over the course of like two weeks, mm-hmm. I checked four times, and it was the same each time, which is kind of weird. I, I'm wondering if that's if that's a, a sign of something or or, or what. Uh, yeah, I guess we could speculate. Is I don't know. I've not seen anybody else mention slow? it. So that's the reason I'm kind of like, I don't know what it is. Well, I, I have actually seen in the major pod group a few people posting pictures of like their targets. And, and it's Walmart. Uh, all the Walmarts around me are st- 
docked. Oh yeah. But the targets, it's it's been very minimal in a lot of places, and I've seen it from people kind of across the country. So when you brought it up off air, it just kind of clicked with me. It's like, I kind of wonder what's going on. If that's maybe target resetting, or if it's if it's target kind of moving away from, because like there's certain toy lines you they're see not moving away, away from, from wrestling because they've still got the exclusive lines. I mean, so it, <clears throat> so I don't know what it's it kind of odd with uh, they have that exclusive line, but maybe it's just part of a reset that. or something. I don't know. That's kind of what I hope it is because I, I know like specifically my target has been very hit or miss with figures. Maybe this is maybe this reset helps that. Cause there's been whole waves that I've never seen. Uh especially in like the Legends line. Like I never saw the uh the wave with Bam Bam and Vader. Not once. But the one before and after peg warmed forever. And then you know the uh like the ultimate their exclusive uh Macho Man Ultimate I didn't see it for months. I ordered one off the Target app and had it delivered. And then after I had that one delivered, within two or three weeks, it was a peg warmer. It, it just like it's kind of nonsensical. Like it, it was. I, I was watching people an hour from me posting pictures of six on the shelf, and I couldn't get one in my area without ordering it. And then once I ordered mine months after seeing these original ones on shelves it's just everywhere i don't know if, i don't know what's going on i'm gonna get uh jesse ventura involved maybe bat rouge distribution is a conspiracy cue uh kyle peterson with the uh the picture of jesse ventura and the tie-dye jimmy hendrick shirt the hands out i think we got ourselves a conspiracy I'm hoping it's just a reset, but I'm not ruling out some sort of weird interdepartmental conspiracy. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of see what happens with it. I don't really have a target around me, so, you know, but I mean, we know the Legends line is continuing and stuff, so. Right, they haven't announced that, that, like the, they're discontinuing it or anything like that, but it's just weird not seeing... You know, normally, uh, especially with mine, you'll see like half of a line, but not the other half. Or you'll see like the whole line, but just one of each. But to see nothing mm. is kind of weird. Hopefully it's just a reset. I'm going to go, uh, we're recording this on Friday night. I'm going to go Saturday morning. Hopefully I see more. But I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. I, I do have some figures on the way and stuff. Oh, if you find the uh, Warrior, the new uh, Ultimate Edition, Ultimate yes. Warrior, uh, someone found it for me already. So, Okay, okay. That's the uh, the one from when he tagged uh, tagged with Hogan at SummerSlam? Yeah. Which looks somebody fantastic. In the group, somebody in the group uh, posted, and I was like, oh, man, I was like, I'm still looking for that Warrior and uh, the Jimmy Hart. And then he responded, he's like, if you want it, let me know. And I was like, Okay, so so got it, and it'll probably be here pretty soon. Actually, maybe tomorrow. Nice, we'll nice. See. So, 
You know, Warrior is going to have a... I don't know what I'm going to do with him in my fake fed yet, but I've got a few different plans for him. You know, he's part of the Blade Runners or Sting. Right. Um, I'm using the Ultimate Edition, Ultimate, or, you know, uh, Series 1 Warrior. And then he pairs well with a uh, black and white face paint Sting. Oh, yeah. Both have black and white gear there. Uh, And then I'm going to pair it with NWO Macho Man. You know, it's kind of like a little trio. The throwback to the you know major world order mm. days of you know them. Oh yeah. So. And we need to we need to bring back some one-off figure fed episodes. I've got so many ideas. Maybe we can do a draft sometime. That'd be fun if it's something we do once a month or something like that. I think it'd be fun. Just really like no no figure <clears throat> photography and the stuff that takes forever. Just a little book. It, Little one offs. Who knows? Yeah. So, well, kind of a slow week this week. So, but uh, next I think week, so too. I think we'll have more stuff to talk about. Uh, I got tons of stuff on the way. <laughs> tons. Yeah, Not really we, tons, we but you know, also a fair have, amount of stuff uh, on the way. We've also got another special episode coming down the pipeline. Hopefully, that's right. I do have everything sitting right here beside me, actually, so I need to start organizing that. Yeah, we start um, organizing and hitting our talking points. Let's go. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. But also dreading the two hours. Oh, it's no, gonna, it's going to be a marathon. We're going to have a great time. So, all right. But with that, I think we rambled on long enough this week. I think so. So, so with that, he's Dylan Housen. I'm Jerry Damage saying take care of yourselves and each other. Snoogans.